0: We are going to climb mountains literally. Stay tuned.
1: Broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio at the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia. It's time to design your life on Status Life with Lita. Status Life with Lita is presented by Derek Hayes Law at 404-777-HERT. And by Five Strands Affordable Testing, invest in your health at fivestrands.com.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes, and I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks-Hayes. Hello, Lita. Hello. Got to throw that Lita Brooks-Hayes I know, in you me. love it. You say it every time. And I stress it as much as I can. We got married. Yes, we Yes,
2: did. and so we're coming up on our one-year anniversary. Yes. But we've been podcasting longer than we've been married. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was February of 2020. We were just talking when that we, we are in our third year mm-hmm. of podcasting together.
0: Well, before we go any further, Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and is now blogging, podcasting and uh, full time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two and now two more and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, tag, design your life. I don't think your new glasses are working that no, I got, good. I got, I, got a, I got tongue-tied there for a second.
2: I was picking at him yeah. before we got on air. He got new glasses. Yeah, everything's a
0: blur Okay, this point, all,
2: right. all right. Wear your old lady glasses. It's fine. <laughs> okay, we're here. Hey, yes. welcome back. And we've got cameras all over us. Uh, our producer, Mike, has told us that we are live streaming on many social media platforms today. Uh, and so if we're live streaming... We have a guest in studio with us today.
0: Yes, we do. Yes,
2: we do. All right, this is Natalie Noose. Hello and welcome.
0: Thank you. Good to be here. Well, absolutely. we're going to dive really deep into Natalie and why she's here. But yes. before we do, let's do a quick catch up of things you and I have been involved in. Okay. Well, we've got the basement project. I know well, we've talked about that yes. the last few shows.
2: Yes, and because we've talked about it, it's not just that we're renovating. Um, I have taken on a massive, massive Interior design project, so I'm showing all the progress along the way, and I'm doing some really, really interesting things, uh, which is what makes this so unique. I've got all these little antique touches. I've got a huge stained glass window from a church in Ohio that I created a wall and put the stained glass window in. I've got castle doors going into a theater room i mean literally just, castle doors. i know it's it's re- I, we went and bought old column bases from a salvage yard in north carolina and had them cut and built into corbels into a brand new bar so this is not just your average interior design project this is something that we're using as many old vintage antique primitive pieces and building them into a space and so that's what makes it uh, really really so special yeah absolutely so, I have to just tell you, you can find all of that content on statuslifewithleta.com and my Instagram, statuslifewithleta. So that's the big project. Um, I've got two new interior design projects with clients. Not so not only uh, what I'm doing personally, but work uh, getting back into it. Yeah. It's been a minute. I haven't taken on clients since the fire that we had. I, I really, we podcasted a lot. I've shared it with all the listeners, the business burnout that I went through, and just how challenging. <laughs> no pun intended. Right? No <laughs> pun intended on that. Um, but it, it's taken a lot for me to kind of get the wind back in my sails in that space. Uh, yeah. But I'm ready. And I've got clients and I've got the basement. And so that's all and fabulous.
0: You're also my marketing director for the law firm.
2: Yes, I took that role on. Uh, you needed help. <laughs> yes. And Derek's just too busy. His he's, you know, attorneys it's a different speed, meaning they've got their head down, they're focused on their clients, they're focused on their caseload, and yet the firm still needs content, it still needs someone out there shaking hands, it still needs you know, things happening and that is my expertise and so, as your wife and having a background in marketing it was a really good fit for me so I'm I'm working in the office a couple days a week
0: and I love it and as my wife I went from being self-employed to now having a boss that's right every time I'm at work
2: (laughs) I give myself a new title so I thought I was just gonna do marketing but now I'm actually the COO and the human resources director, <laughs> uh, I just keep I just keep adding. Every time I'm there, I'm like, you need this. I'll be this. I yeah. take this on. So, and my unlike my office where she walks in
0: and stands at my desk, I have to knock at her door <laughs> and wait to get permission to come yeah, in. Yeah, right. So. There is that.
2: Anyway, so yes, all good things. Uh, It's been a wonderful summer. Uh, I know podcasts live forever. So if you're listening to this, you may hear it at Christmas time. But we are mid well, we're actually almost at the end of July Mm -hmm. right now. So it's been fun. We have a lot going on. And again, took me about a year to come out of that business burnout podcasted my way through Mm -hmm. it, shared it all with the listeners. Uh, But I'm here and ready.
0: Speaking of a lot going on, that goes right into our guest today. Yes. And we have a fantastic show uh, that that we're going to discuss specifically some things involving you and the connection with an organization. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Okay. But let's lay a foundation first. Let's okay. talk about your kidney donation. Okay. Your story, and then we'll go from that into, into what, the rest what of the I'm story. doing, the right, challenge,
2: right. right? That was the hook at the top of the show. Back in 2017, I was fortunate enough to be a match for my father. Uh, He needed a kidney, and so we had our kidney donation at a hospital, uh, Emory Hospital here in Atlanta. So we're also fortunate enough that we are here in Atlanta. We didn't have to travel. Uh, I know a lot of people that do donations have to do theirs in different cities. The donation was successful. Uh, That was now, what, eight years ago, and Mm -hmm. he's still alive and well with the kidney. Uh, That was mine.
0: A key component to that, too, was you said after five years... After the kidney donation, anything after five years, he likely would not have made it without the donation. On dialysis. So, right, correct. Mm-hmm. With, correct. Ju- if he'd stayed strictly on dialysis. But after five years, those are years that he's basically been given yeah. based on your donation. We
2: consider them blessing years every year. So that, that's just a statistic. I mean, they sure. didn't look at him with any kind of medical and diagnosis had so many other issues said, that you only have five years. Yeah. It was the average someone on dialysis the average they really only can sustain that for about 5 years and mm-hmm. it's usually not dialysis that there's a complication with it's something else like the port uh where you have to do all the filtrations that gets infected and there you know and that's and it could be heart related um you could Be gaining too much fluid Mm -hmm. and that puts pressure on your lungs. So it's all the complications that go along with dialysis and it's quality of life. I mean, I just saw what my parents were going through. You go and you do dialysis and it's six hours long, and the next day you're completely wiped out, barely able to get off the sofa, and then you have to go right back to dialysis. I mean, it's just not a, a way of life. So My dad, uh, myself being a match and being able to give him a kidney was really giving them another lease on life.
0: So you were a match. We have to start with that. Okay. Because there's testing that's done to determine Mm -hmm. whether or not you are a perfect match. And thankfully you were, but also too, you were a terrific candidate to be the donor based on other factors.
2: Let's talk about that. Okay. So you being a donor, I, I was a good donor because I was extremely fit. Um, I shouldn't say was I'm fit now, but <laughs> yes. I. I was going <laughs> to correct that, but you did. Go, I'm past tense of when the surgery was. So I used to be. I don't want to say I was an extreme athlete because there's a lot of athletes out there that did even more than myself. But I found my passion for running, and I really only became a runner to lose baby weight. When my son was born, I I joined some mommy running groups and. And I just took to it, and it was something that came very natural to me.
0: I'm going to interrupt for just a second. Mm-hmm. You were a dancer before, yes, that, so and that, yep, athletic that athletic might have, that might have had a really a
2: good transition into it. A dance I have never been a team sport kind of player. I I could not hit a softball to save my life. It was embarrassing. Tennis, <laughs> I just I just can't. There's something with me and team sports and having to hit something. I just do not have that hand-eye coordination. Uh, But I was a dancer my whole life. I owned a studio for many years. And that translated uh, really beautifully into running. And uh, many, many years ago, one of my close friends said, all right, let's do something extreme. Would you rather run and train for a marathon on pavement or a 50K on the trails? And I, we uh, unanimously, uh, we said 50K all day long. So there were three of us, my three best friends, two best friends, and myself. And we began training. So we trained six months on, six months off. And we did that for years in a row. Um, so we did three 50Ks uh, within three years. Uh, two, well, one was in Chattanooga. One was in North Georgia up near Sky Valley. And then the third one we did, we flew all the way to Long Island to mm-hmm. do a 50K. So, so I was really in this ultra running circuit you're training i was in some running groups running with some of the best runners in the state of georgia i got somehow they all live in (laughs) flowery branch and we were training at a high school i got in this track group and i got fast and and not only did i have the endurance to do these ultras i also had some speed um one of my fabulous stories that i love i can be a little braggy here but i was running might have been a half marathon on pavement just doing something in atlanta and but i will say this you'll never find any of my results because i usually ran as a middle-aged man so <laughs> i it's weird so I, I was in this running group and it would be the night before a race and somebody would say i can't run does anybody want my bib and i would do it i mean and so and i loved it so basically it was very you very anonymous. somebody spot well, it, on purpose, like sure, if, you sure. know, whoever couldn't run, but I would always jump in. And I'm such a last minute person anyway. This really suited me. Like I would commit to a race and not have a bib knowing that the day of somebody wasn't going <laughs> yeah. and I would jump in. So you'll never find It's like my buying stats. a concert ticket in the you'll park. You'll never not, find right anything. Before. But this one race, there was a, a gentleman in our running group and he was really strong and he was really fast. And for whatever reason, he was really struggling. And I just kick it in gear and I just blow past him. And end up placing and got on the podium and as a middle aged man and anyway I don't know I was like no it's really me and I'm in my thirties but um, anyway I I enjoyed running and I was really competitive at it but it made me again a good donor my my body mass was right where it needed to be to go into this surgery it also tremendously helped my recovery because I was extremely strong I mean there are things if I could give any advice to anyone if you have a loved one doing a donation, if you yourself are considering a donation, the strength that I had in my arms and my legs, I was so grateful for, even in the hospital. So you slide, right? You, even if you have a, a remote control on your hospital bed, you're going to slide down, but I was so strong. I was able to take my arms without my torso and just pull myself up in my bed or it, swing my legs over to the side and not use my torso, right? You hold a big mm-hmm. pillow and you try to move. Um, But even having to, you know, go to the restroom, I remember consciously holding on to the handicap bars without using my torso and just using my quads very slowly and controlled. But they were so strong. It was amazing. And Mm so use use your muscles and, and get trained no matter what level of fitness you're at before going into a donation. And we
0: could talk for hours. In fact, I, we've done podcasts in the past. We have. And I should say, right. Your, today, your dono- um, donation, but- I'm sorry,
2: Derek, I'm not trying to talk over you. I, what I was going to say is I don't want to tell the whole story of how it was needed and sure. the recovery because we've done that content on blog. the podcast before. Um, I really want to hear Natalie's story today yes. as a fellow donor, which is why she's in studio. And we have some, uh, this huge challenge that we're going to talk about. So there was a show in season one um, and it would have been April of season one. Cause that was the April is my anniversary of my kidney donation, but the whole story is there mm-hmm. and the story is on the blog. So again, um, I've done it and it, you know, was life changing for myself and for my father. Um, but we got to hear Natalie's story. Yes. She, everybody's got one. I mean, these are big stories. You Natalie is also a kidney donor life.
0: That's right. I am. And we need to hear a little more about that. Sure. Happy to share.
3: Mine is a little different than yours. Um, However, I was a direct compatible match, but not for a family member. So that was really unique. Um, Had some friends whose daughter went into end-stage renal failure in the Warner Robins, Perry area of Georgia. We'd known each other for probably a decade, actually met in another state, in another circumstance, but always kept in touch, and they put their need out uh, on social media, and I kept seeing it, kept seeing it, kept seeing it, finally listened to the prompts that were going on in my heart and head that said, you need to at least put your name in the hat to see if you're a match. And then it, then it started getting scary, like, well, what if I am a match? Or, you know, man, it won't be a match. And I will say it should not take this long, but 18 months start to finish wow. is how long it took. Um, some of that was COVID. Some oh, was okay. things they found in me when they did the testing. There were lots of circumstances that made it take that long. Usually it doesn't, but um, persevered and still did it.
2: I want to ask, how old was the daughter at the time of the all this was happening? 23. Okay.
3: Yeah, so, and we, yeah, we were a direct compatible match, almost like we're siblings. And I'll clarify for those listening that may not understand, it's not just a blood type match. Mm-hmm. Um, they cross match your blood to test it. They test it together by co- basically co-mingling it to see if any antibodies react um, to it, because that would indicate whether it would reject the kidney. So they did that very early on to determine the match. And then they do it again right before the surgery to make sure nothing's changed. Um, So with that factor coming into play, I knew it was meant to be and, yeah, we went through with it. She's doing great. I joke that she got the better kidney because her numbers <laughs> are good. Like her, uh, everything that you measure from your lab work, her numbers are great. And she immediately, actually, they closed up the port on her that she had for um, dialysis and basically said the kidney's working right away. So, wow. yeah, that was really encouraging. Definitely made it all worth it, so...
0: Well, there's one thing that comes to mind for me, and that is we're talking about Lita making a direct donation to her dad, mm-hmm. you making a direct donation to someone that you knew. Yep. But unfortunately, a lot of folks don't have that ability to to find a friend or a family member, and they have to go on the donor list. And my understanding is that list is extensive. Uh, thousands of people currently waiting on kidneys. Do we know uh, a number, roughly?
3: Yeah, there is over 100,000 people on the waiting list for a kidney transplant, And it it changes. I'm looking at the stats right now. Over 3,000 new patients are added to the wait list every month. Wow. Which makes it even crazier. 13 people die each day waiting for a kidney. Um, Every 14 minutes, someone's added to the transplant list. Added to the list? Yeah, it's crazy. And people obviously, there's, well, and here's the other interesting stat. well, more than a decade ago, you're looking at close 15 to 20,000 kidney transplants take place in the U.S. year annually. The majority of those come from deceased donors, and, and so a cadaver cadavers, kidney, right? right. right. So, what, what's interesting that I learned in this process, as I'm sure you did too, Lita, that because I didn't know anything about it, that living donors are obviously the better it's you hate to say the better kidney but you have the better chance at it being successful versus plus it's very unique a cadaver kidney is circumstantial Mm -hmm. gotta be at the right place at the right time gotta match and all that and so but to answer your question Derek I think it's really important to bring up that while Lita and I did do what's commonly known as a direct donation Mm -hmm. um, people can donate their kidney in a non-directed factor Sure, sure, and basically say I want to donate my kidney basically take it and use it where it is most needed
0: well knowing lita's story more than than yours i know that that her dad was one of those that they basically said unfortunately you're not a good candidate to be on the recipient list because of all the other health issues his age and and things of that nature Mm -hmm. so but for the fact that she was a match yeah she he may not have been able to get one
2: so he was on it so the chance percentage i don't know what that would have been but they had sort of said listen you have a living donor. You have a daughter that's willing. Take the kidney yeah, because sure. what is going to happen if a cadaver comes? If you're waiting and the quality of life and you're sitting on dialysis, it's probably going to go to the forty-year-old with a two and a six-year-old at home and exactly. a wife and and a lot more life to live, right? Um, yep. You know, he was seventy at the time. Uh, you know, a five-year stat given on dialysis and what I learned too is they write insurance policies in the United States for the average male being 77. Hmm. And so that that stat goes into it too. Like you're only seven years from, you know, the, the average American Mm -hmm. male. Yep. Um, So yeah, he, he ended up, Conceding and, and taking the kidney, and, and we went through all, with all of it after his doctors had really said, listen. It was a heart-to-heart they had to have because he was adamant he didn't want to put me through it. Of course, yeah. yeah.
3: My, my recipient would probably still be on the waiting list. I'm yeah. not sure how quickly she would have move, moved up had she not had a living donor step up. I mean, that's part of the benefit of living donation is it can accelerate the opportunity.
0: Well, I've learned three different ways. At least, again, my connection to Lita, I didn't know anything at all about kidney donation. Until I met her and then heard her story. but So there's the direct family member or friend, kind of like both of you had. There's the donor list where if you're in the right place at the right time, kind of like we said, and you're lucky enough, you get a cadaver or you get a, a kidney that route. The third is, from what I've heard and understood, you may be the, the spouse of someone who needs a kidney, and you agree to donate your kidney to a stranger somewhere, but by doing that, it's going to bump your spouse up on a list to receive a kidney from somebody else. It's kind of like the, you give yours, and there's going to be a better chance of one coming your way.
2: Right, but they can do that the same day. So you can donate um, that. We have some friends uh, Mm -hmm. from Nashville that that was their directive. So the wife said, I will absolutely give a kidney, but she was not a direct match for her husband. But the surgeries all take place that day. They set up the chain. So he gets, you know, they test all these different people. Um, which isn't, so my point is you're not just donating. It all yeah. happens, you know, that day that he would get one and, mm-hmm. and she would give a good one way to, to put
0: it a else. chain. It's
3: yeah. Just, just yeah. A That's what they call chain. it. Yeah.
0: Well, let me ask you one more question mm-hmm. then we'll need to take a break here in a second. But how are you doing after your donation? How are you physically feeling? Have you found any, um, I guess you could say negative side effects from having one kidney now after the donation?
3: Absolutely none. I'm in the better. Uh, I donated at 52. I'm 55 now. In the best shape of my life. And the only big, you know, the only no-no or the change in lifestyle is y- you have to avoid ibuprofen. I, and of I've course, learned that from Lita yes. as well. Yes. So I did like my ibuprofen, but tylenol, <laughs> I did too. tylenol works. And that's a small sacrifice to make uh, to be able to do what I did.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. That's all great. We're going to pick up from that point when we come back. But let's take this quick commercial break and we'll be right back.
1: Tired of experiencing bloating, eczema, diarrhea, or weight problems? Get to the root cause of your dietary discomforts with 5 Strands Affordable Testing. No need to schedule time off work. Just collect and send in 5 strands of your hair to see how intolerant your body is responding to over 600 common food items. Intolerance reactions are not life-threatening like allergies, but are responsible for most daily discomforts. Achieve your dietary and lifestyle goals by visiting 5Strands.com and ordering your at-home collection kit today. Hello, everyone.
0: As a listener of the Status Life with Lita podcast, you already know I'm attorney Derek Hayes. I've been practicing law in the state of Georgia now for over 26 years. My firm specializes in cases involving personal injury, catastrophic injury, nursing home abuse, and any other situation where someone was injured by the negligence of others. As I've said before, if insurance companies ever resolve claims the way they should, I'd be out of a job, but I'm not worried about that happening. Did you know insurance adjusters are trained to pay you as little as possible to protect their company's bottom line? They say they're genuinely concerned about you, but really the goal is to settle the claim with you for far less money than you deserve. My job is to make sure they pay the full value of your claim and nothing less. You can speak directly with me by calling my office at 404-777-HURT. Visit my website at DerekMHays.com. Or check out my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to catch my podcast, Injury Insider with Derek Hayes, wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast. I look forward to speaking with you. Well, we just heard from Five Strands again, their commercial and their wonderful organization. And we're excited to have them now join Status Life with Lita and be the sponsor, one of the sponsors of of your podcast. A reminder that Status Life with Lita is sponsored by Five Strands Affordable Testing. Gain personalized insights on how your body interacts with your diet and lifestyle patterns. All they need is five strands of your hair, and you'll receive personalized results to help you reach your health and wellness goals. You can visit fivestrands.com to learn more. And I know, Leetie, you have a story about
2: this. Well, I just love five strands, and I'm so glad that they're on board. I've tested myself. We both myself. Like a monkey, I was digging through Derek's hair, getting five strands. I tested all of our children. I just, it's just wonderful. This knowledge is, you know, it's unbelievable when you're making the correlation between what you love, what you don't love, as far as your taste buds are concerned, and what your body loves and needs and what you have an intolerance to. And I had a very long vacation in Northern Michigan. And one night, I just, I wasn't feeling well, and my aunt is a phenomenal cook. She actually is doing work for America's Test Kitchen. She cooks their recipes, and I mean, it's just like being in a Michelin star kitchen when you're (laughs) at her house. And I ate everything, and we were drinking some red wine, which... I did not know that five strands told me I have an intolerance to it. I know. It was very upsetting um, (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't like (laughs) white wine. But now I've noticed white wine does not affect me. And I don't drink a ton. We're talking about kidney stuff. I literally, like, one glass is usually my limit. Um, But... Now even one glass of red will will bother me. Thanks to Five Strands and the knowledge, um, they didn't do anything. They just told me about it. But anyway, this one night we were drinking and I'd eaten probably all the wrong things that Five Strands um, <laughs> had told me I shouldn't. And I'm laying on a waterbed because they have one in their guest room, and I was sick all night. And all I kept thinking about was Five Strands. I was like, I know better. I know anyway. And they're my sponsor, and I was like, so it mm-hmm. truly works when you know what you can put in your body and what you can't. Um, it's it's it'll change your life.
0: Yeah, and I learned a lot too. I, I you and I both did the same uh, test, the food test, and it's amazing. The the one thing that I did learn, and I'm still excited and thrilled. Apparently, I have absolutely zero intolerance to filet mignon and crab legs. Yeah, his favorite. So I keep telling her yeah. every night, if you really care about me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because of five
0: strands, I'll have filet mignon and crab legs every uh-huh.
2: Anyway, <laughs> you can purchase five strand tests on my website, statuslifewithleeta.com. And there is a promo code, lita 10 to get 10% off your kit. But just send away for it, and it comes in a few days, and it only takes a few weeks, and you get about a 17 page report. It's very, very detailed. It says you can eat regular tomatoes and not stewed tomatoes. Oh, it's that detailed. Or boiled yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. You can eat eggs a certain way and not a, d- mm-hmm. a different way. I mean, I mean, it it breaks down everything. So, yes, five strands. Okay.
0: A couple other points on that, too. They also have one for vitamins and minerals. We've done
2: that one, too. Mm -hmm. Which is a
0: different test. And then they also have one for your pets. Yes.
2: If you have a dog that has allergies or a cat. or I mean, we've not tested the cats and don't care about them enough. But, (laughs) yes, I mean, Bambi, you know, had horrible allergies and we were doing allergy shots and all that. So, yeah, to find out what her allergies were was just important. So, anyway, I know we always get a sidebar, but I definitely am grateful. Grateful that they're on board. Grateful that they've picked up my show. So all this content can come to you for another year of Status Life with Lita. So thank you. Thank you, Five Strands.
0: And it's a great product. Terrific product. All right. Let's pick up from where we were. We talked about the donation story for both of you. We talked about different ways people can receive the donation or give the donation. But now we need to focus on the real reason why you're here today, Natalie, and the program that both of you are connected with. And I'm going to turn it over to whichever one of you wants to take the lead to start the foundation for kidney donor athletes. Okay. Who's going first?
3: I can
2: do it.
0: Do it. Tell us all
1: about kidney
2: donor athletes, and then I'll tell how I got involved. But tell us what, what that is as an organization.
3: Yep. So the mission of kidney donor athletes is to promote the gift of life through living kidney donation among active individuals and athletes by building a community that inspires supports and educates people about the experience of kidney donation. Uh, KDA came into my life um, right before I donated because as... Lots of people you take to the Internet to find out all the information you can about what you're getting involved in. And I had spoken to people on the phone, not through KDA, but other kidney donors that colleagues or friends had introduced me to. But finding KDA was really important because one of my biggest fears, as a lot of people have, and maybe you did too, Lita, was am I going to be able to still be as active as I am? after I donate my kidney. I mean, it's really important to me to be active. I play tennis, I paddleboard, I water ski, I hike, I do all these things. And so I need to be able to keep doing those and I don't want to give up my life in my active life. And so um, finding this community of other living kidney donors that were active not necessarily ultra runners per se or professional athletes but people who want to stay active and keep moving and it, it was instrumental in giving me information i needed and the encouragement i needed to keep going through with the process and today it's uh, it started um a woman named tracy hulick founded it about five years ago she's an ultra runner actually and um uh really wanted people create a community where people could come together learn support each other because she had had a a a rather lonely process through her kidney donation, and she didn't want other people to have that same experience. So thankful for her, starting this really unique and exciting community that is growing like crazy. So we've been in existence for five years. I'm now currently the board president, um, because I have a nonprofit background and experience as well, but we're excited to continue our mission and continue to grow the community.
2: And it is growing. It is. doing really, really big things. It is. Uh, so I got involved about, what was it 2020 or 2021? I did, now I had done some little 5Ks and just some smaller running, uh, of course, getting you know, back into shape yeah. since the donation. But in, in 2020, I did a 25K, which mm. was the first long distance that I had done since the donation. And the morning of the race I was waiting it was dark and I was sitting on my steps waiting for my girlfriend to pick me up to head to the race and I just did some stories on social media and said you know I'm here and you know well wishes and uh, I was the only one that wore a camelback which I considered that bladder my extra kidney that I needed Mm -hmm. and I'm glad I did I used it all day and and filled it up during the race. Just you know, on a sidebar, that's your biggest concern is dehydrating your one kidney. So Mm -hmm. as a donor, you're very conscious, um, no matter what physical activity you're doing about drinking enough water. And then uh, it it was through Instagram and probably some hashtags, but someone from KDA reached out in my DMs and said, hey, would you write a story about your race? you doing a 25K Mm. on one kidney. And I said, Absolutely. On a sidebar, I've yet to write the story. so I was going to say, that's probably Tracy. Probably, uh, probably. Yep, and I need to. It's just sitting. Yes, got to do it. Um, Tracy, it's coming. (laughs) So then, so that connects me to KDA, and you do a like and a follow. And then, I I think it was around December, I saw, uh, you know, calling all donors, about the three... Is it the three, what's the official name? I call it many different things. The three volcano challenge, the three volcano. Okay. That's the official title of what I have been selected to do. So I'm excited. I know I kind of need one and we didn't cue Mike up that I'm going to need a drum wall. So I saw a three volcano summit and just this amazing challenge. They're only taking donors. Again, the mission being, Tell everyone, you know, literally get up there from the top of a volcano and show everyone else, if I can do this on one kidney, then you can be a donor and you can do this too. You may not want to summit volcanoes, but that you can still be an athlete. You can still do hard things. So doing something as as extreme as going to Guatemala and summiting three volcanoes back to back to back on one kidney with... 19 other donors from across the United States. Yeah, I'm excited that's for what you. And what I'm doing. And, yeah. Okay, and you've done it. Are you on the it. trip?
3: So I am not on this trip. I um, am helping launch them, but not going on them, Ooh. because I went on the first... So the f- Three Volcano challenges part of um, our annual signature events that we're doing. They're called One Kidney Climbs. One Kidney Climbs, And yes. we started it... The vision started uh, in 2021 when some um, previous board members and members of the community said... Hey, what if we do something big with kidney donors and shout from the rooftop of Africa on Kilimanjaro that you can do anything with one kidney? Yes, it was big. And so like you, I was in the community at the time about a year out from my donation and was really looking for something to challenge myself or commemorate. But also the one thing I didn't know when I donated my kidney was about communities like this, and the, and I didn't know about the need, and so now I feel a little bit of an obligation to tell other people about living donation because the need is so great. And so I wanted to be a part of it, so I joined the initial One Kidney Climb to Kilimanjaro. We summited on World Kidney Day, which is March 10th every year, um, or it might be the f- Thursday. It's right around that time of period in March. And um, we did it. We were on Good Morning America. We had millions of people see what we did and learn about living kidney donation through 22 climbers um, going to Kilimanjaro. So I'm excited for you. So I'm we're so we're excited. yeah, we're doing I, just, I love it. Tonight. And I have been to Guatemala personally and done a couple of the volcanoes and they're challenging. So yeah. yeah. So you'll be you will definitely be challenged, but it will be rewarding
0: and a great opportunity to share. So there's running up and down the stairs at the house. That's not yeah. enough training. <laughs> no it's not. And <laughs> and I am
2: training and I've been training yes, for months. You have been. Um yes. I, I lift and I, I'm very consistently in the gym and, mm-hmm. and doing lots of weights. Um, being a runner, I had gotten away from it and just more scheduling. Not that I don't have my love of running, but, uh, it just falls by the wayside a little bit, but I've, I've added it back in just to get my lungs ready to get the endurance. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I'll be trained up. I mean, I started a long time ago and and I'm fit. Um, but I know that we have the fall. It is July in Georgia. It is very hot. It's yes. in the nineties. Yeah. So That makes running a little more challenging, but um, not as an excuse. I'm doing all the things I need to do to physically be ready. And there is another component to this as well that we are launching. Today is sort of, I shouldn't say sort of, today is the announcement that the One Kidney Climb, the Three Volcano Summit, I've been selected. This is a fundraiser for Mm -hmm. KDA to spread their mission that – this many people out there need kidneys. These, you know, 14 people, what, every, what, what was the stat? Um, 13 people are added to the list every, every day. day. Yeah. yeah, every day. That is a lot of people waiting on kidneys. And everybody else out there has mm-hmm. two. Okay. So, and you only
0: need one. So right. you, you said, I've been selected. Let's talk about that a little more. Sure. It's not a group of 100 or 50 or everybody that wants to do this can do this. You truly were selected from a lot of people that submitted, I assume, an application yep, sure. or, or some information about themselves. Yes. And how many total are going on this?
3: I believe
2: there's 18, maybe
3: okay, 19, yeah, so 18 or 19
0: people throughout the U.S., correct? Mm-hmm, yep, and you were one of the ones selected. Yes. That's an honor, that's, that's an experience. It was, I on.
2: cried when I got the acceptance. I remember, I called did. you first and interrupted his law firm day, and I had tears. I was like, oh my gosh, I got accepted. Um, and the little backstory of how I met Natalie so I submit the application, it's not anonymous, but it's one of those job forms, so you're not sending it through someone's personal email, right. you're sending it through a job form. And I got an email from from you later that night. And and it was, Hey, do you live in Atlanta? (laughs) And I said, yeah, I, well, I, I live, you know, towards Athens, Georgia now, but you said, you have an Atlanta area code? And I, yeah, I'm from, you know, the Atlanta area. And we connected the dots and you said, you know, Hey, let's have lunch. We can talk about Mm all this. Um, and there was something about the way you worded it, something about, hey, I don't know. And it made me think, oh, my God, did I get it? Like, <laughs> oh, I almost yeah. didn't want to, like, count my chickens before <laughs> they hatched. But you, there was one line in there. And I thought, oh, but the way she said that makes uh, me think uh, I'm <laughs> in. And I didn't. I didn't want to have lunch with you until after the announcement uh, okay. came out. I, I kind of not pushed it off, but I thought, I don't want to get my hopes up sure. and meet you and get so excited about this. And then I didn't get selected. Right. So yeah. I waited and the announcement came out and we met and were able to talk through yeah. it and become friends yeah. and, and get on board. And I asked you, you've got to come on the podcast, please, please. Yeah. And, and here let's we are. spread this. So, yeah. And
0: here we are. So the mission of Kidney Donor Athletes is a couple of things. One, the simply the knowledge, getting it out there that that people can donate a kidney and still be very athletic, whatever they're their fun may be. You mentioned tennis, mm-hmm. hiking, paddle boarding, all those things that, that people do. I did not know that. I'm the ordinary Joe in this. I'm the guy that's never donated a kidney, had not met anyone or knew anyone who had donated a kidney until she and I started dating. And yes, through her, I realized she exercises nonstop, she runs. As she said, she's done a 25K. So, She's extremely healthy, probably more so than me. You can edit Way that out. Way more so.
2: No, we all know. We've put <laughs> but, you in the hot seat on but, this show many times. Nonetheless,
0: she's continued to do all that on one kidney. I did not know that. The other mission of kidney donor athletes is fundraising. And that's the intent of this uh, the kidney donor athletes, the one or the the one kidney climb you mm-hmm. called it, yeah, okay, so the purpose of that is also to fundraise, and I want to make sure we stress that as well, yeah, not only the people listening but your friends, your family, uh, if you know of someone who's in need of a kidney or you know someone in your family or a friend who's received a kidney or donated a kidney, this is an opportunity to help raise those funds to help people who are in need of a transplant or someone who's looking to donate. So, if we can talk a little bit about the donation factor,
2: yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead, Natalie. I was just
3: going to say, yeah. So, KDA is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. Mm-hmm. We're actually grassroots. Uh, we're all volunteer. So we're more of kind of a startup phase. We're not looking to, you know, become a, a mega organization, but we obviously need funds to be able to continue our mission and run our programs. And And so with our signature event, one, the One Kidney Climb is, is only one small portion of what Kidney Donor Athletes is about. It's an exciting one, but it's one of the most visible and it allows people to participate in a unique opportunity. And so we ask each participant to meet a fundraising goal as a part of their participation. And so. Helps fund uh, mm-hmm. our programs and kidney donor athletes.
0: Do we know that goal? What the fundraising goal? Every, we everybody to, sets their own. Okay, I mean, we we want I want have the minimum. As as there's a there's minimum. Yes, right, there's okay. a
2: minimum, and then anything over and above that, gotcha. you know, goes into their organization. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, right. absolutely, and happy to do it. I mean, as a donor, awesome. when you hear, okay, I can raise funds to spread the word about the need, um, a need that I was able to meet for one person. And how many people, it just, it breaks my heart with those Mm -hmm. stats, you know, because there's, for me, I I only have one kidney left. There's nothing else physically that I can do except use my voice, use my platform, use my athletic ability and try to spread the word and really help other people know you, if you are an athlete, even if you're just in good health and again, you like to be physical and you like to do things outdoors, it still makes you a good donor. You know, yep. there's there's a certain body mass and, you know, obesity, and there's certain things that are going to knock you out of the running that you can't have. But if you're fit and you're active and you're overall in really good health, then you're probably going to make a really good donor.
0: And those folks that are in need of kidneys, that age range, the demographics you, you talked about, yours was 23. Mm-hmm. Your dad was in his 70s. Mm-hmm. That the... Need for a kidney knows no age, no, no demographic. not at all. Um, and
2: we're talking about kidneys. There's other live donating liver. Don- I mean, there's other organs to donate. I know that my nephew was born needing a liver, was born. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a, a liver transplant as an infant. So, yes, the age on, on whatever organ it, it might be. Um, I don't know much about the liver. I just know the journey that he's been on. Um, but even as an adult, I know they can just take a portion of your liver mm-hmm. for a child. So that might be something um, someone listening might say, well, I don't know about my kidneys or this and that, but there, there's other things you can do. Um, so just hitting on the fundraising. So my links are up. Uh, you can go to my blog, statuslifewithlita.com go to the KDA. There'll be a link and a button right there on the homepage. It'll take you to the full story, the full journey, and it'll also link you directly to the fundraising page. So if you feel so inclined to support, to get behind this, um, it's greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And that's where the links are. There's also a link on my Instagram uh, just go to the bio, and the link tree is there, where, and all the links will be there. So you can click and go directly to my, my fundraising page.
0: Let's talk again about dates, the dates of yeah. this. And okay. um So go ahead, let, let's cover that part, and then sure. we'll talk about a couple other things related to it.
2: So I f- believe, and I, I've got to organize the flights, um, but I believe it starts on December 2nd, 2023. So just a few months away. Um, well, from now, and again, yeah. it's it's difficult because podcasts live forever. There may be someone listening to this in 2024 and say, mm-hmm. "Well, that's old and that's done." That doesn't mean that there's not a lot of relevance. It doesn't mean like that there's not it. another one kidney claim. Clen- exactly. Excuse me, happening. Um, you know, just it it means go to my site. Our go to KDA. You'll find them on Instagram. Do you yeah. know their handles?
3: Sure. I mean, it's kidneydonorathlete.org, org, yeah. um, but then also we're Kidney Donor Athletes on Instagram, and there's a public facing Facebook page, which mm-hmm. every all supporters or family members, friends can all follow your journey on there. Um, which mine did for killing. Yeah, the I jumped yeah. on it yeah. immediately
0: when she yeah. told me about it. I went and joined the Facebook group yeah. and the Instagram as well. Nice. And that was the set. One of the second questions I was going to talk about is is how people can find. KDA. Uh, And donations can be made, I assume, directly to KDA. We obviously would love for them to go through LITA for the purpose of the One Kidney Climb but as she said, these podcasts live forever, so it's after the climb, sure. which is December of 2023, they can still make a direct donation to KDA. Oh, wow. Of
3: course, yep. Right okay. from our website, donate button, all donations are tax deductible, and we appreciate mm-hmm. anything that yeah. people want to contribute.
0: And then the final question that I have about the one kidney climb, the one that she's going to be on, uh, what media coverage do you anticipate, or is there a plan for that, or is there going to be... Uh, you talked about good morning in mm-hmm. America covered the one you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they launching anything in particular where people can also follow that?
3: We will be. So one of the things that KDA will do is try to help equip mem- uh, the participants like Lita and the rest of the team with some information and opportunities to do local uh, mm-hmm. media. It, we will certainly look for national media opportunities. That one was super unique. First time we did it, mm-hmm. and we were thrilled that Good Morning America picked it up. But we, uh, but also the Gainesville Times did an article on me, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, so when I went to Kilimanjaro. So we're that's one of the unique and exciting things about the One Kidney climate participants are from all over the US. So the markets, so people getting to share their story locally provides awareness in that market. So, And as
0: Lita's husband and somebody that knows her extremely well, I guarantee you there'll be stories nonstop. I'm not (laughs) sure about cell coverage when you're on the side of a volcano, (laughs) but there will be all kinds of updates, all kinds of things you can follow. And uh, it may be that she's not able to do it, but if she can relay the info to me, I'll be able to hopefully go on her social media and keep people updated about the climb itself and the experience, because it's going to be incredible. I'm excited.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
3: there will be opportunities, I think. In Guatemala, it's a little bit different than Kilimanjaro. We were on the side of a mountain for eight days and didn't have service most of the time. But in in Guatemala, you're only overnight camping one night. Everything else is you're in hotels because you're moving from volcano to volcano. Mm -hmm. So there will be be Wi-Fi opportunities, at least maybe not from the summits, but definitely... From the bottom.
2: Right, when you get done, get Mm -hmm. finished for the day. I do want to talk very quickly about that
0: one. You're talking about spending the night on the side of the volcano. Mm -hmm. She and I have talked about that. So you spend the night on the side of the volcano, and you get up early, like 3 o'clock in the morning, Mm -hmm. and you summit the volcano. So by the time you reach the summit, it'll be sunrise. Yep, you watch the sunrise from the top,
3: yep. Wow
0: ah, so exciting. Well, in the meantime, you're right
3: next to um, Fuego, which is an active volcano that eru- oh. <laughs> it erupts every 20 minutes. So you're oh, you're wow. climbing a dormant volcano, but you're right next door to the one. So you're looking right over at the one oh, that's, wow. that's exploding. In fact, you hear it all night, actually, yeah. while you're camping. It's pretty
0: amazing. Wow. wow. That's yeah. wonderful. Now, say, I'm jealous on some level now. Yeah. I know.
2: I know. It's going to be amazing. So we did a Zoom call, and is it Chris? Uh, yeah. Is, yeah. So he led, and he said, You know, you can... You can take a couple days after if your loved ones want to fly down, mm-hmm. and you know while you're down there in the Caribbean and, and kind of enjoy it, and that everyone would kind of meet you at the fence at the the end of the final summit. Right. And I'm like I could just see Derek just <laughs> standing there at the fence, just waiting. I just had this vision of him like oh, could yeah. stay away. Yeah. Well,
3: ironically enough, Chris <laughs> Sullivan is who you're referring yes, to as Chris. the vice president of kidney donor athletes, right. and I was with him at Kilimanjaro, and his wife met him at the gate when yeah. we came down. Uh, Oh, Kilimanjaro. And it was, was pretty special. Was she about. holding the yeah. sign? Yeah. No, no, but <laughs> she she ran to meet him like they hadn't Aww, seen each other in forever. It was great. See, yeah. I can do that. You can do that. Uh-huh.
2: I feel like I'll be ready to come home.
3: Then, well, no, you might want to go relax at the lake and let yeah. Derek that's wait on I'm your th- hand th- and foot because okay. you'll be sore. Okay.
2: That's okay. what I'm we'll, thinking. We'll look at the dates. We'll see if we can make that work. Yeah, exactly.
0: It may be December, but that's a A time to to celebrate. And as she said, recharge your battery, relax
2: a little bit. Absolutely. Okay. Well,
0: thank you again, Natalie, for being on today. Thank you. You're welcome. Very informative.
2: Do you think we covered it? I mean, is there anything that you would say, all right, we, we're on the show, we're live on the air, we're streaming on all these different, I don't want to put you in the hot seat, but I want to make sure before we walk out of here that we covered it all.
3: No, yeah, I think the only other thing I would add in closing is if on the Kidney Donor Athlete website, um, it's there's a button that says interested in living kidney donation. Oh, nice. So just to clarify, our organization and Kidney Donor Athletes has nothing to do with the actual transplants. We aren't the, We aren't medical experts. We are kidney donors in a community raising awareness. And so we have linked that to the National Kidney Registry. Um, there are lots of resources out there. The National Kidney Registry actually operate. They're the ones that manage the exchange program that Derek referred to. Um, and uniquely, um, I'll use Chris as an example. He donated his kidney through the National Kidney Registry, non-direct, didn't know where it was going. And they provide him with a voucher that he can use later. So like he could use it for a family member. He could use it for a friend. He can use it whenever he wants For someone else, and so that I think is a really unique opportunity because I think a big fear in people donating their kidney is what if somebody else needs it? What you know, once like you said, once you've donated it, you can't donate it again. So it gives you the opportunity to make a difference in another person's life or provide for your family member if if you so needed. So I would definitely encourage people that are interested in learning more about kidney donation to click through there and and research some more. That's what we're about. We want to see other people help save lives. So.
2: I love that. I'm glad I asked you. That's a really important
0: point. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's really cool. Well, anything else you want to add, Lita, about your upcoming experience, your thoughts going into this, your training no
2: because now that it's out we're here we're launching it it you know it's out on all the social media uh i was waiting for this announcement i've i've known for a few months i think it was february that the announcement came and it just i was ready for the right time you know i wanted to make sure that i had all my ducks in a row as far as training as far as fundraising you know to be able to launch this and say okay this is this is what i'm doing so now moving forward it's watch the progress, right? You know, there's some other fundraising things that I'm going to be doing. Um, I'm going to be in a fashion show uh, sponsoring kidney donor athletes in October. That's going to be a highly publicized event. So there's, you know, and all the money that I raise goes to KDA and we'll, you know, portion of it could go to my trip, but ultimately it'll, it'll go to KDEA as an organization. So again, stay tuned. This is, this is just the announcement and the launch of all this. So I'm glad, Natalie, thank you for being here for for this and and guiding us through this. It's very exciting.
0: One last point, or maybe you can give Lita on this. How do we replicate the elevation
3: uh, yeah, that's a misnomer. You actually can't. I mean, uh, you can do it. in the. I trained for Kilimanjaro in the North Georgia mountains on okay. the Appalachian Trail. So you actually have the benefit. A lot of people that are flatlanders in other locations yeah, yeah. don't have. Yeah. I would suggest a few trips up Blood Mountain. But most people, you cannot really train for elevation. Once you get to Antigua and you're stay, staying there and it's mm-hmm. at 5,000 feet, you sleep there a night or so, you're going to be acclimated.
0: Okay, And that's one thing I learned, a geographic thing. Uh, when she said we're flying into Antigua, we're going to be staying at a hotel in Antigua. I thought, cool. Yeah.
3: I'll go to Antigua. I'll wait for you.
0: Yeah. You go climb volcanoes. Yeah. I'll be laying out on the beach You can day. get some
3: binoculars. Yeah. That. Yeah.
0: But then I realized there is a, an Antigua Guatemala. Yeah. It's <laughs> actually a city, not yeah. the island. No, so, right. it yeah. It's a cool You'd be city in the wrong though. spot. So, anyway. <laughs> well, I'll go to the island and I'll yeah. wait there. Well, thank you again very much. As I said, we really appreciate you coming on and, and promoting KDA and the One Kidney Climb and Lisa, I look forward to you continuing to train and I have absolutely zero doubt in my mind. You're not only going to do it, but you're going to do it with all the flair that you do everything. (laughs) And the the stories are going to be incredible. So everybody follow that, stay tuned. And, uh, you know, We'll take all the donations and well wishes we can get. That's right. right. Absolutely. Thank thank you you. again very much for joining us on Status Life with Lita presented by Business Radio X, Derek Hayes Law, and Five Strands Affordable Testing. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and Lita's Instagram, Status Life with Lita, so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available in your favorite podcast apps. Until next time, for Lita Brooks-Hayes, I'm Derek Hayes, and you're listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X.